My name is Valentine Indiella and I played Fireman Maddox in a uh, series of London's Burning. I can't remember what it was, series two or three. Oh, okay. It was a really long time ago. I think it was in 1988. And uh, I got a call um, from my agent. Um, just very matter of fact. Um, hello. Okay. You've got to go down to LWT. Um, it's for a part in London's burning. And it was just very matter of fact. Um, and I went down uh, and I think I did a reading. I think I did a reading. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure that it's, gone that well you know um because i really loved the show i really loved uh, the original pilot with gary mcdonald and i really loved uh the series with trevor um in it so i, I was a really i was a really big fan of the show I get the part but i remember coming out of lwt and i i remember thinking hmm, i don't think it's gone all that well you know but never mind and um then uh, I think it was maybe about a month later, I think. I can't quite remember. I don't know what's happened to my memory. Maybe it's long COVID. It was actually, yeah, it's about 20, what am I talking about? 34 years ago. So I think it was about a month. And then my agent called me and said, okay, you've got it. Um, I'm sending the contract and you're going to start. Um, at such and such a date. Um, and it was really wonderful, actually. Yes, that's a really good question because my storyline was not based at Blackwall. My storyline was based at another watch, at another station. And what was really interesting is that we did the filming at the fire station, which is at Old Kent Road. Okay. Now, I grew up in Deptford, in uh, South East London. Uh, so I grew up not far from Old Kent Road uh, and uh, not at all from where the filming took place. Uh, and funnily enough, I think uh, when we were filming, um, I was driving up from my mum's in Forest Hill and I had my little mini and I remember it wasn't taking me long to get to filming because I was coming from Forest Hill uh, and I was driving to Oakham Road and I was parking um, and uh, enjoyed it. Was it wasn't it Black that will, uh, wherever they filmed that. It was done at the fire station um, at Tolkien Road. That's where we filmed um, uh, my storyline. Well, look, what I know is that um, the London Fire Brigade and LWT um, really did want to make an issue of 
trying to get um, more ethnic minorities into um, the fire service um, and were aware of um, uh, you know a culture you know because you know humans are human beings you know but if you have a culture which um, says that you know you know you're going to earn the right for me to trust you to save your life if need be you're going to have to accept uh, that being part of the team is um, taking uh, racial abuse uh, which let's be totally honest that was the culture uh, 34 years ago in the police force uh, in London's fire brigade and many other services. I'm sure in that culture for for black firefighters, I'm sure it was difficult in that culture for female firefighters. Um, and I know that um, uh, the London Fire Service were determined to uh, encourage more diversity and more ethnic minorities uh, to, to come forward into the fire service. Did that storyline help? I don't know. I, we'd have to look at the data to see whether it helped. But I think it was something that at that time was a really uh, powerful storyline and a really powerful uh, message for them to send. And I think um, the 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 program makers and their consultants at uh, the, the fire brigade have to be commended in that from the outset, they had black crew members and from the outset, they had female firefighters. The outset, they made it clear that, um, you know, uh, if you were going to join the service, you know, uh, you had a right, whether you was, you know, a woman or whether you was um, a person of to, to them equal opportunities. So um, I would have to look at the data to see whether the storyline helped in terms of recruitment and retention. Um, but I know that um, it, it was something which was uh, a really uh, strong, storyline for that time um no i, I think that uh, uh was there for a storyline and because it was um at another watch um then um i think um, you know doing those four or five episodes that i did uh i think was you know, enough for the storyline. Uh, yes, perhaps maybe we could have done the full, we could have done the full um, series, but you know, obviously because you've got the storylines that are happening at Blackwall, um, I think may, it may have been difficult for me to do the full series just with the storyline outside of Blackwall. So I think it was just right. Maybe another episode or, or so, I think, um, I think, yeah, actually, it was just right. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed, I really thoroughly enjoyed doing London's Burn, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, 
working with the team. I mean, Trevor uh, has been, uh, Trevor Etienne um, has been a mentor uh, and a role model for me uh, as a young actor and with what he's gone on to do since he, he left London's Burning and he was uh, one of the first uh, UK actors of colour to go and make it in the States, you know, to go and do big films, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Hawk Down, do big American series. I mean, it was really, Trevor, Trevor was a pioneer. Uh, and really, you know, uh, Idris Elba, all the big act, uh, black actors um, who are doing well in the States, they owe a lot to Trevor Etienne from London's Burn because Trevor Etienne was the first to go to America to take, um, you know, the, 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 that difficult decision to say, look, you know, um, we, we, you know, there are good uh, actors and actresses of colour in the UK. Um, and I think that um, all the work uh, that pioneers like Trevor um, have done are paying off now. And, and when I say all the work that pioneers like Trevor, I also mean his role in London's Burning. Um, and the work he's done there in terms of audiences being used to uh, characters of colour in, in series and accepting them and um, moving on, you know, from the 70s and 60s, maybe where they weren't so many to the 80s where it was starting to emerge and to now where, you know, it, it is, it is, I think, in a good place in terms of um, diverse casting and storylines. I think we're in a really good place. Um, I think, uh, so, so I owe a lot, I think a lot of uh, actors and actresses of colour owe a lot to Trevor and um, the work he did at London's Burning, in London's Burning and, and outside of London's Burning. And we owe a lot to uh, the producers of uh, shows like London's Burning for their courage and their bravery in being the pioneers of diverse uh, casting, being the pioneers of storylines, uh, which included women and people of colour, you know, as characters and not just as sort of like stereotypes. And I think that's what I really enjoyed watching London's Burning. And I really enjoyed the pace and the stories and all the characters felt like real people and um, had an integrity and a sincerity to them. My storyline, uh, um, you know, my 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 storyline character's name was Feynman Maddox, and his nickname was Monkey Nuts. You know, um, you know, so they they you know as part of the initiation thing straight away they they gave him a, a racial nickname, uh, and then as part of the initiation initiation ceremony, um, uh, unintentionally because they just meant to scare him, but you know. Uh, a call came out and they left him and he nearly drowned. Um, so his, his nickname was Monkey Nuts, which was not a very nice nickname. Um, um, I think it's really, really interesting about the character I played um, because uh, I was a young person playing a young person. So when I filmed um, London's Burning, I was 18. Um, and so you would have had young lads, young lasses joining uh, they were really babies. Do you know what I mean? Just, just proud that they can just drive. So you would have had young lads, um, 
joining the service and what they would have had to put up with would have been quite difficult, you know, uh, before they got accepted. Um, and if you can think about that in the police force, and if you can think about that in the army, um, then it must have been really, really difficult um, for, for some of the women, uh, these British men and women of colour. It must have been quite difficult uh, 34 years ago, 35 years ago, and preceding that, um, to join these services uh, within that culture. Uh, if we look at the culture and the problems we still have in the metropolitan today, can you imagine what it was like um, 34, 35 years ago? Um, so if, if you can imagine what it was like to go and watch a football match in those days when people were throwing bananas, when people were booing. I remember at that time, if you went to watch England play, and John Barnes would get the ball, the crowd would boo him. Um, so it was, you know, the nicknames and that, you know, because I'm a South East London person, and I know Cockney's like a bit of banter, uh, which is all well and good, but you can imagine a young 18-year-old, they, they, they would have found it very difficult, very difficult, you know, uh, to join uh, um, those emergency services within those cultures. So I, I hold my uh, hat out to um, all the men and women within those services who, who have fought to, to change the culture, okay? I'm all the men and women in the, in the nation who sort of said, okay, look, we can have a banter, we can have a joke, but it mustn't get to the point where we stop people in our country, whether they want to join the army, the fire brigade, the police, of coming forward and giving their services. Um, because not everybody's the same. And I, I think, I think so that storyline I really, I really enjoyed um, in the sense that I, I, I liked the fact that um, it was really important, you know. A, lo a, lot, of, a, a lot of the time, um, during that time when I was 18, a lot of the parts that I would go up for were, were stereotypes, you know? Um, and it was either the cool young DJ, the cool roller skate. It was all, you know, it was really stereotypes. Um, and I got to the point <laughs> where, where, where I shouldn't really. Uh, and it wasn't because I was being big-headed or because I thought I was something that I wasn't. Um, but I got to the point where sometimes I used to go to castings and point out to them that some of the characters were stereotypes and um, I don't think it did me to, <laughs> to casting directors or directors or whatever. But, you know, this part was a really solid part about a real person within a service um, uh, and the problems of trying to to join a service with a certain culture, you know. Um, so, so <laughs> that's 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 you know that's how it is. Okay, I did some basic training 
related to to because we had to do the scenes where I was going to be underwater for it. So I didn't show that I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't drown or something like that. But I didn't get to use any of the equipment or do the type of training that, say, the regular characters would have done. Um, so for my storyline, I didn't do those, but I did do some training related to being underwater and to be able to sort of do those scenes um, um, safely, you know, and to give a signal if, if I was, was unsafe so that, you know, maybe a stunt person could take over um, because I was, I was tied up underwater in the tub, so that, that could go dangerous, dangerously wrong uh, if I was in distress and I didn't say, you know. Because uh, yes, I could drown because <laughs> I was tied up, so I wouldn't have no means to. If, if water was going to my brain, I wouldn't have no means. So we had to do some training because, I, well, you know, I'll just get brain damage. So I did some um, training around that, um, but I didn't do any of the fire training. No. Yes, yes, I do, I do. I remember uh, we were filming one evening. And I'm a big, big, big boxing fan, you know? So we were filming one evening and uh, the dining bus was a double-decker bus that we used to go and eat. And we, I was filming and um, mm. at that time, I think Terry Marsh was world champion or Terry, whatever. But I went up onto the dining bus and then there was Glenn and Glenn was there with Terry Marsh. Oh, uh, champion. I went, oh, Terry, he's all right, mate. I said, oh, wow. He said, all right. And Glenn said, oh, meet my mate, Terry. Mark. I said, oh, all right, Terry, I love your fights. And um, and that was a real memory. And he gave me an autograph and I was um, asking, asking him about his fights. Uh, so that was a real memory that uh, for me, if you can imagine, um, I was a young lad. And I, I got this job and I got to meet my stars. And then, uh, you know, one day film and I, I get boxing camp as well. So, yeah, I remember very much that that um, episode. And obviously coming to, to onto the set and meeting Trevor and uh, the kind words and the encouragement Trevor gave uh, was fantastic. But the old cast members were, were fantastic. But that day, yeah, meeting Glenn, going up, and um, Terry Marsh being there and um, meeting him and sitting down and talking to him, that was really, that was really lovely. So it, it would be equivalent of today, you know, you, you, you're doing a job and you go up and you're seeing, I don't know, uh, Anthony Joshua or, you know, you, you, somebody of that, that ilk, you know, and, you know, suddenly. So, cause he was, you know, in those days there wasn't all the belts. So if you became a, a world champion, you were, you were more or less, <laughs> A world, a world champion, you know. So yeah, I, uh, I got to meet Terry Marsh, and uh, at that time, that was a that was fantastic. I'm still in contact with Trevor Etienne, um, but nobody else. I um, I would love to uh, get in touch with some of the other cast members um who i was friends with but we just lost lost touch um after some time which is a shame um 
but yeah, apart from Trevor, I don't. I'm not in touch with any other of the cast members. Definitely, I was just thinking. Look, they've got in the states Chicago Hope, um, and that is always topping the ratings there, and they've kept with it. Me personally, I think if they were to reboot uh, London's Burning or, or or set it somewhere else, but I think it would be it would be absolutely popular uh, once again. I think you know. Um, it would go straight to the top of the ratings. And I'm sure that it will happen uh, at some point uh, because it, it's it's just crying out for it. So whether it's the BBC, whether it's ITV, whether it's Netflix, whether it's Amazon, um, I'm absolutely sure that they will do um, another fire service um, show. Uh, whether, whether they call it Dungeons and Burning or not, I'm not sure, but I'm sure that they will do some sort of reboot. I wouldn't be surprised if they called it London's Burning because it's got that brand, but I'm very sure at some point because I just think it's it's a ratings winner waiting to happen. Um, there's so much drama that you could get out of um, the fire, fire service and uh, the characters who work in it that I'm sure that in the future there will be another uh, firefighting series and um, I'll, I'll certainly be watching it because I think it makes for great drama. No, I just think it's a lovely program and I'll be um, watching now. And um, yeah, I'll, I'm, and I think some of the stories from the extras on it and some of the stories from the crew are almost going to be as interesting, if not more interesting, uh, than from some of the prime cast members. Um, as I say, it was a long time ago, but I remember it being a really, really friendly uh, professional set. Um, and it was, it was really, it was a real joy to work on. It was a real joy to work on. Listen, thank you very much for this wonderful podcast and um, video that you're doing. Long may it continue and I'll um, be watching and uh, keep up the good work and I look forward to seeing some more episodes. Thank you.